0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope Presents 90s Films Turn 30. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Season 3 premiere, the highly anticipated, longly awaited Season 3. Thank you guys for joining me. I know it's been a while since you last heard from me. I kind of took a stumble with the year 1991, so I only had to condense that into a couple of episodes um, but I promise to give you the full slate for this year in 1992. We're celebrating 30 years. I'm starting late. We're almost at, we're actually, we're at the start of August. So bear with me. Uh, episode after episode will be coming. Uh, I'll try to get to the ones that we're approaching to on their anniversary date, but all the other ones are going to come, you know, a- as, as much as I can drop episodes as I record them. So we're going to start off the season. Uh, this wasn't originally w- what I was going to kick off with, but I got some stuff in the works with certain guests to get these episodes in line, and um, those will come at a later date. We're going to start with an interesting one, which is considered to be probably one of the biggest box office bombs and just overall bomb in, in, in motion picture history. And it stars one of my favorite actors of all time. Sylvester Stallone and that movie is stop or my mom will shoot a comedy released uh this one came out on February 21st 1992 so like I said we're in August now so we've passed the anniversary release date but that's okay because we're still in the 30-year anniversary frame of this movie so we're celebrating all movies released in 1992 so let's kick it off with this one co-starring Estelle Getty This is Stop, or My Mom Will Shoot. What's going on? we got a jump up there. Looks like he's going to do it. This is Leslie Parks for Channel 8 News. We've just arrived downtown at 4th and Main, where a man has gone out onto the ledge of a building, apparently despondent about his mother, and remains there still. Hey, kid. Hey, you don't tell me what to do, though. You stay right there. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. No, no, no. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You stay away from me. You, 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 a young man. Oh, no. Look, I know I'm not your mother, but I am a mother, and I was just thinking you could talk to me if that's all right. This is serious up here. Yeah, hey, let her talk. What do you want? I just want you to know that young man next to you is my son. Mom, stay out of this, okay? And God knows he and I have had our difficulties over the years. You see, he was very small for his age, and I made him this adorable little. In a pretty little dress. Is he adorable? I thought I had things bad. Not well, close. Stop. Stop. Oh, please, you don't have anything I haven't seen before. Mom, would you turn around, please? Or my mom. Both of you will shoot. Your mom witnessed a murder. You witnessed a murder. Get it. We're gonna nail those turkeys. Oh, come on, Gwen. She's supposed to go back Monday. Watch out. Look, you can already see he's gonna have very nice equipment. Would you like me to drive? No! It's gonna be so clean and shiny. He's gonna have the cleanest gun at the precinct. I'd say she loves you, Joe. No, my son's is much bigger. Mom! Sylvester Stallone. Put a machine gun on the back of a van. And Estelle Getty. I wanted it to be a surprise. It is! Stop! I'm a mobile shoot! By the way, girl. Joe is still single. Officer, secure that megaphone! Excuse me. I think I'm ready to go back in now. Yeah. Joe, wave to the crowd! Leave it stop! I tell you that guy needs help. You gotta jump up there. Looks like he's gonna do it. He's a very nice boy, a little rough around the edges, but nothing that the right girl could smooth out. Alright, here we go. So let's see if I remember how to do The rundown to my own spinoff show here for the 90s films turn 30. Again, we're covering stop or my mom will shoot released on February 21st, 1992. We're at the tail end of August. So bear with me. The anniversary date has passed, but oh well, we're still going to cover it anyway. Um, so my first memories of this movie, of course, I didn't see it in the theater again. My movie going days, like at the theater really didn't start until like, Maybe the mid nineties. So probably around when we get to like 94, 95 is kind of like, well, at least from my perspective, you know, I am getting up there in age a little bit and I'm starting to forget some stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. Just overall, like my childhood, there's a lot of stuff that's like started to fade memory wise, but yet I can still remember movie scenes and monologues and maybe (laughs) that gets replaced with, with old memories. So that, I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird the way my brain works, but I remember seeing this movie. Um, Whenever it would air on the USA Network and you know these days channels like that rarely will play movies like this and they're flooded with a bunch of superhero comic book movies and just basically anything that's been big over the last like decade or so which is of course been those movies. But back like in the early 90s, this is how a lot of people would discover movies like this. And, you know, this is how I, did, I discovered movies like The Breakfast Club and, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was through rewatch on cable. So that was my first interaction and my memories of this movie. I don't, I, I've always been a Sylvester Stallone fan. For as far back as I can remember, that I do remember from my childhood. You know, I remember owning the Rocky VHS box sets and all that stuff. And I would, you know, just wear out those tapes over and over. And of course, Stallone was just, and anything that he was in always had my attention. So now this is one of the ones I wasn't so much familiar with because I was more into his other stuff, you know, and, and and it's not like comedy was something that he really ventured into. It wasn't his, it wasn't his, you know, specialty, right? You know, you got guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger that can meddle in it sometimes, but mostly him and guys like Stallone were known for action movies. Same thing for someone like Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. You know, they have a specific genre where they're really good at, even though a lot of those movies can become repetitive and a lot of the same things. But I appreciated when actors of that caliber and are so well known for that genre, you know, take a step back and, and try something different, so we'll get into more of the specifics of the movie um, and as I mentioned at the beginning, this was a big bomb in in Stallone's career, and this was at a point in time that he was coming off of Rocky Five, which really disappointed at the box office. Now, I did an episode uh of Rocky 5 for this series um and you know me and Daniel Tucker huge Stallone fans he was on me for that episode with me on that episode and and we we talked about that movie although not perfect there's a lot of things that we enjoy about it and plus it's rocky so you can't really get too down on it So he was coming off of that. So I guess he was trying to really get away from that character and try to do something different, which, okay, I'm all for that. You know, I mean, I say that in in hindsight now, right? I'm, I'm very into when, when actors try different things and, you know, it could get really repetitive. Like we're seeing it now, as I just mentioned, like Dwayne Johnson does like the same type of movies. Kevin Hart does the same type of movies. You know, there's certain actors that just stick with the familiarity and that's that but i appreciated stallone trying to do a comedy like this and i i heard all the jokes of of uh you know the behind the scenes of of how stallone got to this movie i believe he was like tricked if, if i read up on the history right this is not so much a history lesson but i think the only, one of the reasons he signed on to do this movie is because he had heard wind of of schwarzenegger possibly taking on this role but it was a it was a bait to get stallone to take it because Schwarzenegger had written the script and knew it wasn't that strong of a movie so um in, in that sense uh Stallone uh took that L there. And that was that was a huge thing back like in the late 80s early 90s or probably a, a chunk of the 90s where just this big um I I guess friendly rivalry between Stallone and Schwarzenegger on who's like you know macho and and who has the better movies and all that stuff and that's a whole different conversation for a whole other time so that's kind of one of the reasons why stallone got into this movie so here is the synopsis for stop or my mom will shoot as we start to get into this thing a tough police sergeant's overbearing mother comes to visit him and begins to meddle in his life and career now that's basically straight to the point and sometimes you know i'm gonna i'm gonna flat out say this is it's not a good movie but guess what, folks! I can enjoy bad movies. There's a difference. There could be. There's there's bad movies, and then to me, there's like trash movies that are just unwatchable and like want nothing to do with. Um, this is a bad movie, but it's a bad movie that I can enjoy. Especially because Stallone is, is trying to do something different. He's getting out of his comfort zone, right? Comedy's not his thing. That's not what you know Stallone for. You know him for Rocky and Rambo and the Expendables and, you know, Stallone's got some bangers that are gonna come up in this series later on as we move towards, uh, the latter part of the 90s or specifically the middle part of it. But, uh, him doing a comedy, that's something different. So it's refreshing. Now, is he good in it as a comedic actor? Uh, not really but he he's at least trying something different so uh for that i have to give him points and uh, and again a lot of you may be calling me a homer or you're so biased towards sylvester stallone folks i'm saying this is a bad movie but again i can enjoy bad movies like for for those of you that love to you know come at me and say like oh palace you're a hater and you all your movies have got to be oscar worthy and like you know i've heard that like forever now and I'm just, I'm letting you know, I can, I know when movies are bad and I know I can enjoy them as well, as well as the great ones and the, the, you know, the Academy Award level type movies, but I can enjoy, you know, fun, bad movies like this one. And that's what this is. So that's basically what the synopsis of the movie is. And I don't think I would add much more to it because it's straight to the point. And this movie's an hour and 27 minutes, which in my day and age, as I'm getting older, it's right up my alley. It's straight to the point. Uh Not fluffed. It's not this... You know, if this movie were made today, I think it probably hit the two-hour mark or maybe a little over two hours. Just, you know, to get in a heavy dose of action in the third act. But a lot of overdone comedy in the first uh, two acts. Um, and, of course, like, right? If they did this one today, it would probably have, like, Dwayne Johnson. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because I have a different idea for casting this movie in 2022. Um So yeah, an hour and 27 minutes is perfect length for this movie because it it gets right to it and it doesn't waste any time and it's very cheesy. The dialogue is very, very bad. There's a lot of bad scenes in it. Um, Like for example, and and during this whole time when I was, you know, taking a break from this podcast and everything and uh, getting my money together so I could upgrade my equipment, I started myself to get back into the writing process. Right now I'm, I'm trying to write a romantic comedy. And, you know, I, I think comedy is very hard, um, but I'm I'm making an attempt at it. But I'm at least trying with my dialogue and I'm watching this movie and it's like, man, this is made from a major motion picture studio. Universal Pictures is the studio that releases. And I know they were more, you know, into releasing a lot of different stuff. Now, now stuff is just very like, you know, uh, they're very picky with what they make. Um, but back then, you know, studios would release all sorts of comedies and dramas and and whatnot. But I'm watching this movie, and there's a scene where Estelle Getty's character, who plays Stallone's mom in the movie, she's great, by the way, in this, um, and I'll get to that in just a bit. Um, she's from the Golden Girls, for those of you that don't know actors' names. Uh, she was, uh forgot, I'm not big on the Golden Girls, but I know she was in it, and she was one of the funniest uh, characters on that show, uh, and she's funny here. But um there's a scene where she cooks Stallone's character breakfast and it's like this huge assortment of like eggs and bacon and all this other things. And he's like all full right as he's getting ready to go to work which just reaffirms my thing. I hate eating before I go to work because then I just feel all bloated and I, I don't want to do anything and I just get real in a, a real lazy mode. So <laughs> that brought back some real stuff for me. Um, but anyways, going back to like just how, like just random and just weird scenes that they're in. Um, as soon as he has his breakfast, they, they cut to this shot of Stallone and his partner in the movie. Cause they, they're cops and he gets him like a bottle of Pepto Bismo and he drinks like about half the bottle and the partner's questioning him like, Hey, like, uh, what's the deal? Like, did you have a hangover last night? Whatever. Did you get all crazy? And he's like, no. My mom made me breakfast, and she's in town. And he's like, well, damn, what would you eat? And, and I'm not kidding you. For like a good 30 seconds, this guy, Stallone, is naming you every piece of food that he ate. And that's literally all the scene. And I'm like, this is from a major studio. It kind of made me feel better about myself when I'm writing this thing. And I'm not even saying I'm a real screenwriter, but I'm at least attempting with my dialogue. Uh, so that, that made me chuckle because... You know, that just, it's another reason why this movie's bad. There's just a lot of bad dialogue and you can tell like it was very, very like lazily written. But again, I can still find things to enjoy about bad movies. And before I get into the stuff that I like, I want to get into the more, you know, the specifics like the box office and the critical claim, which is going to be very bad. So brace for, brace yourself for those of you that are Stallone fans. I, I had to, I had to take these words to heart too, but uh, you know, I, I still have to appreciate the, the opinions of, of these critics. Uh, so let's start with the box office. So this thing opened up, like I said, February 21st, 1992. It's like a week after Valentine's, uh, opens up to about seven million opening weekend. Now in 2022, that's a complete disaster. Um, in 1992, it's not the worst. But considering Sylvester Stallone was a huge name in the late 80s and, you know, throughout the 90s, like a gigantic action star at the helm, um, you know, Schwarzenegger had done a similar movie, although that one was kind of a little bit more serious as I was rewatching that one also not too long ago, uh, you know, ironically, uh, Kindergarten Cop, that one had a better box office result and that was kind of a more, probably better movie, um, This is bad for, for Stallone's name. And he's, again, he's coming off of Rocky V and Rocky V just completely like bombed. Just, I don't even think it made close to not even near a hundred million, nowhere near what the other movies did. So it's like, man, is Stallone about to, did he reach his peak? But again, folks, it's going to be okay because coming up in, in the next couple of years in the nineties, like Stallone's about to unleash some just unbelievable bangers and some that are just have become like cult classics uh especially with the climate that we're in in 2022 but more on that in a later season um so yeah seven million opening weekend that's that's bad considering the name stallone carries and he had been carrying at the box office so overall this movie grosses 28 million domestic so it, it 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 fizzled out real quick it didn't have any type of legs at the box office that's bad internationally stallone is a little bit more well known you know there's there's only a couple of movie stars in our lifetime that have that are global you know and you can point to guys like tom cruise and will smith and i think schwarzenegger you can add to that list as well but stallone also so internationally it did a lot better so it had a, a total gross of 42 million now that sounds a lot better for a small action comedy you know, I'm sure, you know, by the look of this movie, I'm sure the budget wasn't that big. The budget was probably more for Stallone's salary. Um, so, yeah, $42 million looks better. And then worldwide, just total combined with the domestic gross, you're looking at $70 million total. So, overall, a box office flop. I look more at the domestic side of things because that's how you, you know, like, you're going to spawn sequels and, and all that stuff. And I say that because people are like well, worldwide. Look, look at the the amount of money it made. And I always use this this example, folks. Warcraft was a movie that was released, I believe, like in 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. And this movie tanked at the U.S. box office, but worldwide it grossed, I think, over like a hundred million. And you know, and in context, while you're looking at it, and you combine that with the, I guess, the little domestic gross that it had. Makes it look like a giant hit, but yet we don't see sequels of that. We don't hear about that movie. So I'm very skeptical sometimes of the, the international gross. You know, to me, it's all about the domestic as far as like whether you're going to get sequels or whether they consider something like a franchise and all that stuff. So by all means, this is a total box office bomb and not good for Stallone as he tries to transition away from Rocky because Rocky five was just such a disaster critically and with the fans. Again, I like it, but that's my own personal taste and personal bias towards Stallone. But I can, I can admit that this is a, a little bit of a downward spiral for him at this point, although we're still early in the nineties. Now let's look to the, the critical side of things. So on this show, um, I do like to mention the reviews of Siskel and Ebert. Cause to me, they were the, 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 the pinnacle of like movie critics in the nineties. And now we see everybody. Everybody's got a freaking podcast. Everybody's got a blog. Everybody's got a website. You know, it's crazy. There's just so many voices out there. Like everybody has an opinion. But back then when it came to movies, it's like you would look for two guys. Um, not that they were the end all be all, but those were the guys that were plastered on posters. If a movie was good, like you would see their, their signature. Their signature was two thumbs up and that would be plastered all over the marketing, the commercials, the posters, all of that stuff. And as I'm watching the review here for Stopper My Mom Will Shoot. And again the review wasn't very long because it just tells you how much they thought of it. It was only like maybe two minutes. Uh they just hated the shit out of this movie. Roger Ebert called it one of the worst movies he's ever seen. Um, you know, gene siskel was just like where was anything funny about this like where were the laughs come what were they going for and again i understand completely where they're coming from i respect their opinions because they tell you why that they don't like it you know they don't just say like oh this is trash and that's it no they're they, they, they try to you know just really dive into it they really cut into it just to see like what it is that didn't make this movie work but but also when it comes to like really big box office bombs for them or just bad movies in general they also sometimes really are cut and dry and they were with this one Uh, again the review you can find it on youtube just search it and yeah they they roger Ebert said this was one of the worst movies he's ever seen i disagree with him i've seen way worse movies where just you know i want to pinch myself just for how for how boring it is and how uninteresting it is and for this being an hour and 27 minutes like i was entertained but i also know it's bad but that's okay so that's what they thought of it. Big two thumbs down. So just they don't recommend it at all. And they said one of the worst movies ever made. I think those were Gene Siskel's words. So Ugh. it hurt my 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 little fanboyism for Stallone. But again, I understand completely where they're coming from. I'm not like not like one of those people like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. You just you're a Stallone hater. No, I get it. Trust me, I do. But it is what it is. All right. So. The other thing that I use on this show, and again, it's not that it's the end-all be-all and what determines whether or not I like a movie. It's just that I want to see what critics overall are thinking and, and overall what the audience is thinking. So Rotten Tomatoes, what is the score for this movie? It is a disastrous 11% from the critics. So probably no, barely anybody liked this movie. And I would probably be one of the other... You know, just few, if I was able to add a review onto Rotten Tomatoes, I would give it a, like a little fresh, but not by too much. There would be like a little bit of, um substance in there. Like while it would look fresh and like a positive review, there would, I would point out all the bad stuff in the movie. So that's the critics. And sometimes the audience may not feel the same way, but judging by the box office, nobody gave a shit about this movie. So. And critically, the audience didn't care as well. It scored a 21%. And that's based off of 50,000 ratings on this website. So, and they're verified, I believe. Um, you know, at least that's what they say, but you know, who knows? So overall, this is just a complete disaster, uh, from a marketing box office standpoint, from a critically, uh, acclaimed standpoint. It's just, it's just all downhill. But again, I like to find things that I can enjoy in a bad movie. And, and I've, you know, Stallone's got some, a lot of clunkers, you know, the Expendables movies are not all too good, but I can in, find a lot of enjoyment in some of the stuff that's cheesy and, and, and bad. Um, you know, he did a movie in 2000 called Get Carter, you know, I don't know if it'll make it to that spinoff show, but you know, I can find little things. So, so let's start with a, with a couple of things that I liked about this movie. First of all is Estelle Getty as Stallone's mom. As I mentioned, she was part of the Golden Girls. Um, speaking of Golden Girls, let's, let's go back to the, the Siskel and Ebert review real quick. I forgot this little tidbit. So when Gene Siskel is, is talking about his review of this movie, he's saying the, the script and everything is so bad that if they had pitched this to the golden girls writing crew as an episode they would shoot it down like that's how bad it is to them and i was like oh man that just hurts my heart i mean you don't gotta be that mean to stallone but again i get it that's their their review their takes and it shouldn't affect your, the way you see a movie like though even though they thought it was one of the worst you know pieces of cinema they've ever seen me i find enjoyment in it like in, in their review doesn't take away from mine. So I urge you whenever you're watching, you know, your movies and yeah, it's cool to look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and you know nowadays you're you're like waiting for review embargoes if people or, what are what are people saying about this movie? Like that's cool and all, but always have your own opinions on movies because only you are going to know how when you experience it, like how you feel about it, you know? If you go in swayed by critics and all that stuff, I think it just ruins it, and and it it makes it a bad experience for you as a filmgoer. So here's the the critics' consensus on Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. It says, thoroughly witless and thuddingly unfunny, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot gives its mismatched stars very little to work with, and as a result, they really don't work. Hmm. Now, I'm going to disagree with that just a little bit, because what I found enjoyment in this movie was of course as I just mentioned Estelle Getty there was at least two or three times in this movie and again it's not very long so it's not like I was having so much to work with there was three times where she really made me laugh and you know that's got to count for something right so it worked on her end. her performance is you know as the very like you know nosy in your business type mom but you know deep down you could tell like she just really cares but she's also just got great comedic timing so if that worked i think that, the, that dynamic between her and stallone as 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 um mother and son like that works uh to a degree stallone kind of overdoes it but again he's in a comedy so he he gets to ham it up a little bit and be a little rambunctious and over the top so i'm not gonna fault him for that so i'll actually like the dynamic there um there's not much in the romance department as far as like a a really like detailed love story but Jo Beth Williams is a supporting character in this movie she plays the love interest of Stallone who plays like the the police captain or or whatever and uh you know I for for 1992 and for that time you know and and I have a thing for sometimes for like older women uh, I was feeling Jo Beth Williams a little bit in this movie I'm like she's cute like um So, but again, there's not much to work with in terms of story, uh, for, for like their romantic relationship. Uh, there's pieces in there, but it's like typical, you know, you know, just everything you've seen in the stereotypical, like, oh, he doesn't, he's like a, a guy who doesn't want to show his feelings and I'm trying to get him to be more emotional and just all, if he could just send me flowers sometimes and just, he could just show me that he cares, you know, just, you've seen that before in so many different types of movies. And there's so many tropes here. Um, But yeah, it's very basic and and bland. So again, I understand the critics and I understand like Siskel and Ebert on saying why this is a very bad movie. But I, I, again, I was able to find little things that made me laugh. Um, One of the funny things in, in this story is that, you know, she... Estelle Getty's character, the reason why she's, you know, she gets to stick around in the story is because she's witness to a murder that happens, uh, in the city that I think they're in, I think they're in LA. They never really said specifically where they were. Maybe they did and I didn't catch it. Uh, she's from Newark, New Jersey. So she's kind of got like that tough mom, you know, like not afraid uh, attitude. So she shows it here and she's witness to a murder a pretty violent murder if you see the movie like there's a lot of guns in this movie like a lot of firing and i'm sure that 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 wouldn't fly well in 2022 right the the gun issue is just like a big deal and and even the way uh estelle getty's character i think her name is tootie in this movie uh she's just off buying guns like left and right like nothing or trying to purchase a gun and there's a funny line when she's trying to buy a gun and and the guy says like there's a 15 day cool-off period and when she's trying to explain that to Stallone, she's like, the guy told me to cool off. I couldn't buy the gun. But, uh, yeah, it goes into a lot of that and she, she runs into some gun runners. And, uh, but yeah, the, the, this, the murder that she witnesses is pretty kind of like horrific for a PG-13 movie. But, uh, of course this is a total comedy. It's screwball. The villains are very bland and very forgettable. The only one I recognized in there was the guy who plays the lawyer in Jurassic Park, the one that gets eaten by the T-Rex while he's, sitting on the toilet um so again there's very small cameos from people that end up doing like stuff greater on uh, in the 90s like Ving Rhames shows up at the beginning as a goon and you know we, we see him in like you know later on in Pulp Fiction and Mission Impossible um who else pops up in this movie uh I think that's about it it's a very small cast and again so the two things that I like and again it's Estelle Getty and then the, the, the relationship between her and Stallone. They make that work, you know, the kind of like, you know, just the bickering mom, but then he, he grows to, you know, appreciate her and all that stuff. And I think, you know, I, I think release dates matter. So, you know, had this been released like on Mother's Day, you know, I, I think that's a good mother son, like, you know, little date movie. You know, it's, a, it's a goofy comedy, but the, the, it's the camaraderie. It's the companionship. So I think that would work, and I think that would work today in 2022 as we're starting to see, you know, people return back to the theaters, and, you know, Mother's Day is what, in May? So it could be, like, a little alternative to, like, the big movie that's out there. You know, hey, you got a little comedy here uh, about a father, I mean father, about a mother and a son, and uh it's goofy, it's wacky. I think it could work. So I'll mention more of this at the end of whether I think in 2022 this would be a, a theatrical release or a streaming release. So I'll, I'll, that'll be the tease right there. So, yeah, those are the two things that I liked about this movie. Um I guess my only nitpick or the thing that I didn't like was just I, I would have liked a little bit more out of the Joe Beth Williams character and Stallone, maybe some more scenes with them in it. Again, I'm writing a romantic comedy, so... I'm looking for inspiration and stuff like that from all these different, you know, rom-coms and just any dynamic in film that's got, you know, a, a romantic relationship involved. So I would have liked to have seen more scenes between them two because I I, I, I thought there was some chemistry there. They could have done more with that. And, and, you know, Stallone is always, like, the big macho man. And it's nice to see him play this, like, little more wacky goof and uh he's a little you know vulnerable to show his feelings so let's explore like that romantic side of stallone not have him just be the guy saving the damsel in distress let's have him be like the guy that doesn't you know know how to express himself and tell a woman how he feels so a little bit more scenes between them two thing could have been it could have umped it up a little bit for me but it's still overall bad movie how much they could have done more with this bad script i don't know but just more scenes with them together just so i could see joe beth williams a little bit more um again i'm weird you know there's just some actresses that i just you know find attractive and she was attracted to me in this movie i don't know I'm, I'm weird like that but that's me um okay so those are the three things right so i got the two likes and then the one nitpick um wasn't gonna make this too long of an episode because again this movie's very short and there's not really you know much to it let's talk about whether or not in today's world where we got the streaming we got the HBO maxes the netflixes the amazons the apple tvs and we still have the theatrical experience and as i mentioned you know the last time i was doing this show we were at a time where still were we weren't really sure what the future of movie theaters were and to an extent we're still kind of like in that bubble but this summer of 2022 has really shown me like that people will still come out to see motion pictures on the biggest screen possible no matter what the movie is so your big movies are going to do well right your comic book movies but then you had movies like elvis you know more character and story driven and not so much on the spectacle even though it's made by a director who's kind of into spectacle but you know elvis is a character from the past like way way past like, are people going to care? And we had the adult audience come out to that, as well as the young audience go to see that. Um, movies like Where the Crawdads Sing, you know, a movie catered more to, like, the adult female audience. And there was a lot of people that came out to see that. So there's, like, variety. So do I think a movie like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot could have done well, like, in a summer release, like, this summer? I actually think that it would. Um, just because, you know, A, we don't get that many comedies anymore like straight up comedies and not that this is like a super laugh riot, but it's it's at least attempting to be a comedy um now whether it accomplishes that or not is based on your experience of the movie but it's at least it, it knows what genre it's in right it's got yeah elements of some action there's even a funny chase sequence but yeah it, that chase sequence becomes more comedic than the than the action side of things so yes it it's a it may be a bad comedy in a lot of people's eyes. But it at least knows what it's trying to be. And I think with with so much variety and with so many different types of movies this summer, I think it could have thrived. Or like I said, on a release date, like Mother's Day would be cool because then you can get that – you can get both audiences, right? Because you can do like a Mother's Day type movie like, for example, The Book Club, which they're going to make a sequel to. And I hope they release that on Mother's Day because that's just like the perfect recipe to get like that female audience out there. But if you do a movie like this on Mother's Day, you can get that male audience in there as well along with the females, you know, just cuz you got your your macho man like Stallone. And then you got a Getty to attract like that older female audience and, you know, it you could also make it a date night movie or, or whatever. I I think it could thrive. But maybe that's just me being super optimistic. Now, but so like realistically, No, I think this would probably be thrown on Netflix or Amazon, and it'd just be a piece of content on a streamer. And that's just the reality we're living in, because studios don't really make movies like this anymore. And when we look back in history, we're gonna wonder, like, why why didn't they make more movies like this? Where, you know, it's okay to have, like, a stinker every now and then, or a movie that's just, like, kind of generic, but it's still, like, it's still like a fun time at the movies, you know. It, not again. Not every movie needs to be the greatest movie ever, you know. Don't make a a freaking stinker that's just completely unwatchable. Which I don't think this movie is. This reputation of this movie is really like hung over it like in a very negative way. But it, in some ways, also positive, and I'll, and I'll leave that at the very end uh, as far as like the legacy of it. Um, but yeah, truthfully, it, it would be a streamer. Uh, but again, as as the years go on and streaming becomes a bigger part of it and they start to release more of these types of movies like, you know, ro- romantic comedies are now like a streaming thing. Comedies just in general are streamers. Um, a, a lot of action movies sometimes also just generic, which back in the day you'd still get them in the big screen. Now they're just getting lost in the shuffle on a, on a thing like Netflix. And it's kind of sad to see. So that sucks. But anyways... Let's talk about who I would cast this thing in 2022. Now I mentioned you could easily do this, and you could put Dwayne Johnson in the Stallone role, and that's super easy casting, right? Because the Rock, but the Rock could also bring that comedic aspect. But then again, I knew he always had that part in him. Watching him in in WWE, so I always knew he could bring that comedic factor in in his persona. So I know he's capable of it, so it wouldn't be that much of a stretch. But where you also need to play it is got to play like annoyed really well, right? Because the, the, the chunk of the movie is the mom just being like a thorn in the side of Stallone, right? And him just being like, oh, my mom, why are you going to do this to me? And I think the perfect person for that, and you saw a little bit of it in the movie Due Date, I think Robert Downey Jr. would be perfect in this role. Because it would be such, it would be a departure from his Iron Man character, and he could play a little bit more wacky and over the top. But he can also like just brings bring a charm to it. That's the other thing about Stallone that's kind of underrated about him is like, I know he gets a bad rep as a bad actor, but I don't think he's a bad actor. You know, and he's proven that. But he's also got like this charm to him that he just he's an undeniable like movie star. And I think for Downey Jr., like he can bring that charm and make this type of movie work. Now, who I would put in the Estelle Getty role, like, that one's really hard because you don't really have actresses, like, that, you know, to that comedic level, like, in that, you know, that range of age. You know, I could think of somebody like a, you know, maybe Helen Mirren, but, you know, I don't know, she'd be too, you know, you need somebody small in stature, right, for it to work, right, because that, that's one of the things about the movie that works is that Estelle Getty's very small and like miniature. She's kind of like, you just want to put her in your pocket. Like that's, that's the, uh, the cuteness and the charm of it and why the performance works. Um, so that, that, that was the only thing I was really struggling with is who I would cast in that role. So I don't know. I guess if like, if for some reason like Melissa McCarthy was like older, like super older, like say we were able to age her. I would put her in that role because she could pull off that comedic, you know, aspect of it, but she could also be that tough, like New Jersey mom that's just not afraid of anything and and will have like a one liner to say to, to bad guys and all that stuff. So I think she could work for that, but she would have to be like older for it to really work. Um, you know, not, not that she wouldn't be good at it now, but like if you wanted to play like the mom to Robert Downey Jr., I think she would have to be a little bit older. So I think that that would be the only way it would work. But that's my casting for this in 2022. And lastly, does this movie age poorly or well in the 30 years that it's been released? Well, history will tell you that no, it has not, right? You consider it one of the biggest box office bombs ever. But usually like bombs like this like could ruin your career. And as I mentioned, Stallone has had a very, very long career and still continues to release stuff till today you know he's been around forever and he rebounded off of this and he's done incredible work since then to the point where now like this is kind of like just like a little notch on his belt like maybe at the time it was like oh man the world the sky is falling stallone this is the end of him like in his run but now you look back on it and people still talk about like oh stop and my mom will shoot and, you know, it's a running gag. And it it's also got one of the worst deliveries of a movie title in the actual movie. Like when Stallone says it, I think he heard it in the trailer at the beginning. It's just very cringy. But now you can it, – it's one of those you can look back on it and laugh on it. Like he did like a, a bomb, a big, big bomb like that and was still able to have a really good career after that. So in terms of its legacy, I think it's aged well because it's one of those things that you can – happily laugh at and not be like oh like he did that you know there's some movies like that some actors doing you know, like they just don't ever recover you know you can look at you know for example john travolta did a movie called battlefield earth like that's like still a laughing stock to this day like you can name that as one of the biggest bombs ever you could talk about Halle berry's Catwoman. that's still like a laughing stock like stallone like yeah it was a bad flop but also like you know you can be like oh yeah stop it, my mom will shoot he did that Bad, awful comedy, but it's not like, oh, like a stain on his career or anything like that. It's just, it's just something that happened and it happens to all actors. You know, they, they're not all winners. You know, even Tom Cruise put out a couple of stinkers, you know, it it happens. But I think me personally, I think it's aged okay because people can still talk about it and have a laugh, but I'm sure to the majority of the industry and probably Stallone himself, would probably rather you not talk about this movie, but I don't know. Maybe one day, if I ever get to interview, I might ask him about that. Like, what are your thoughts on this movie? Like years down, like what are the experience of of having a big bomb like that, but still like it not ruining your career. Like I think that's a fascinating question. I think I would ask him. And that is a uh, stop, or my mom will shoot. It's a uh, a little comedy, and again, I wish studios would still take chances and make small movies like this. Cause I'm sure it didn't cost a lot. And actually, let's go back to that. Usually I'm good at seeing like if there's budgets for this and I don't see a budget for it. I'd probably have to look up the Wikipedia page for it. I could probably do that really quickly while we talk about it. Gosh, Stallone is going through some stuff right now, personally with the Rocky franchise and I feel for him, but also he's kind of making it very public. So, you know, I don't like that part of it cause I know, I know he's he's better than that. So hopefully he gets through that. As I get through the Wikipedia page here, of stop or my mom will shoot. Let's see if there's a budget on this thing. Um, there is no budget, so I couldn't tell you how much it costs to make. I would have to really deep dive into that. But just going off of them, like in the sets that they use, like it didn't. I mean, there's a plain sequence at the end, but they don't really fly or anything like that and and when they're inside of it you could tell like they're not really inside of a plane you could tell like it's they're in a studio and i think the biggest set piece is like an again that there's a car chase in that movie between you know stallone and getty and getty's driving the car one of the funniest sequences in the movie where they end up driving into a a freaking like dumpster like just straight on one of the funniest gags like that made me laugh I'm sorry, but the movie makes me laugh and it's entertaining. Like, uh, I, I won't say I can give it a thumbs up, but I can watch it. Like, if it's on, like, sure, why not? If there's nothing else playing, I can watch it. But yeah, I wish studios would still make movies like this. You can go on a Friday night, whatever. Chris Pratt is starring in some weird, random comedy. It's like, oh, cool. Let me check that out. Could be bad, could be good, but hey, at least there's an option out there, and it's not just oh, Chris Pratt and Guardians, Chris Pratt and Jurassic World. You know, like that gets yeah, boring. There's gotta be variety. There's gotta be different things. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what's to come with the theatrical slates, especially, especially with how everything's gone this past summer. I think it's getting people in the industry to really rethink like, hmm, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have given up so quickly on the theatrical, um, experience and maybe we can still make movies like this and not have to have them be so expensive and they can turn a profit. But that's that. That is Stop and My Mom Will Shoot. And that is the first episode of Season 3 of 90s Films Turn 30. I got through it, folks. Woo! More to come. I won't say what movies next because I'm going to do these completely out of order. As I said, this one was released on February 21st. We're now in August, so they're going to be coming randomly. But there's going to be a lot of episodes dropping uh, as we finish off the year here in celebrating 30 years of 1992 at the movies. And again, you can always find this podcast on Spotify. Search Palace off the top rope. Give me that follow. I would greatly appreciate it. I do share this podcast link through my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download uh, the podcast there. You can listen through Podbean. If you're an Apple person, subscribe on Apple Podcasts um, and leave me the five-star reviews just so I can try to gain some ranking here. I, I know it's an impossible task but i'm up to it and i'm up to any feedback that you want to give me whether it's good or bad i've decided to put my voice out there in the world so any constructive criticism i, I welcome just don't be a-, a prick about it um also available on iHeartRadio, amazon podcast um I-, I will try to get it on more platforms if possible whenever i get the chance to do that i haven't updated my uh you know, platforms in a bit, uh, it's time I take a look at that and, and just update it more for y'all. But I, I pretty much got the gist uh, of the major ones out there and you can also listen on Facebook.com. So, um, it usually posts to my Palace Off the Top row page there. So you can also listen there. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I know it's not the flashiest movie to start off with, but hey, these are movies that I handpicked to celebrate the 30 year anniversary of and not, not all of them are going to be winners that's just the truth of it not every movie is good and uh and they're not all great either like that that's just the reality of it there's going to be some classics there'll be some okay like three star movies and then you got your real stinkers and i don't consider this one a stinker i just consider it a movie like hey i checked it out on a friday night and i moved on with my life that's it but anyways thank you all for tuning in that's going to do it for this episode we'll catch you on the next one take it easy guys permission is to stop crime. Get him! We're gonna nail those turkeys. Her goal is to clean up. Go ahead. Make your bed. But her pride <laughs> and joy is her little boy, Tom! Joey. Oh, please, you don't have anything you haven't seen before. I'd say she loves you, Joe. Look, you can already see it's gonna have very nice equipment. Please make her stop! Sylvester Stallone, Estelle Getty, stop! On my mobile shoot! Ready pg 13 starts tomorrow at Theatres Everywhere.